Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of the Chell Stars podcast. Today is going to be a good one. We finally have the whole crew together. Myself, Max. Hello. Corey. What's up, everyone? Kyle. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And Aaron. Hi, everybody. It's been a couple weeks since everyone had a chance to come on, but we have an exciting topic to discuss on today's podcast and how ironic that major moves were made on the day we actually planted the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about Kadri, the Kadri signing to Calgary, the Monaghan trade, and a couple other smaller topics. I'll give it, I'll give this off to Max to start us off. Perfect. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, so, yeah. Funny enough, waking up this morning, we had a totally different schedule for this podcast, but we'll pass that off to our next one here, and we'll maybe tease that a little bit near the end here. But we'll start off with the one of the biggest fish of the offseason finally signing in Calgary. Um, it was a possibility there. We heard a lot of rumors for a while there, and before... I dish off anything else. I want to give a big props to Corey for predicting that. Way to go. Thank you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> if I may, uh, just uh, let the listeners know, uh, if you want to go back and take a listen to episode three is where you can clearly hear me state um, that Kadri and Huberto would be great on a line together in Calgary. Um so there's the uh, the audio if you want to go back and take a look. Thanks, <laughs> No worries. Uh, so deals, uh, seven years, seven mil a year. Pretty good value, I would say. There was a lot of talks going in that he would get, you know, upwards of some, you know, first-line center money, whether that be eight to nine mil. But he finally goes for seven by seven. So how about Kyle? You were pretty close to him with the Avs. What are your thoughts? I'm pretty excited for him to be on the Flames. Not gonna lie, I think I think that makes them a crazy strong team. Probably a better team. Um, actually, it'd be hard to say that they're better than last year because Goudreau and Kachuk were pretty damn good. But definitely exciting for them on a great deal um, for the first few years. The last few years will be just a write-off, but I think that'll be the same thing with Huberto. So their window is gonna be now, including the. Lucic's contract coming off the books next season should be a good one for them yeah that's a big one to note as well 5.25 mil coming off the books next summer um but i mean they're in a win now mode most of their squad is getting up there in age and i mean a lot of deals pending in the last few years obviously markstrom as well not getting any younger um i mean i'll pass it over to mikey what are your thoughts yeah, I, I know we were talking, we talked about this podcast ago. Um, we weren't really certain how Calgary was going to do in terms of like, you know, goal scoring or like, since obviously they added Huberto and they still have Lindholm and Manjapani, but they added a fourth person who's great on the power play, he's good defensively. I think he's going to help the team. And like Kyle said, or sorry, like Corey said, uh, him and Huberto on the line together, that could do some major damage. Obviously, Again, I don't think they're going to, you know, do as well without Goudreau and Kachuk, but they added a piece they needed with a great contract. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good great. Uh, Corey, how about you? I love this deal. I think this is a great deal. I think um, Kadri's in this deal. I think he could have 
I'm guessing gotten more perhaps uh, in New York with the Islanders, but he chose this team. Um, I think he's going to have a great fit uh, on Calgary. Uh, I'm excited, kind of like Kyle said, I'm excited to watch them. Um, I like what Calgary's done. Going from losing their two best players to bringing in all these new faces, um, I think maybe not standings-wise, but I think they're primed for potentially a deeper playoff run. Um, you know, I, I really like what they've done, and I think it's uh, it's raising the bar in, in their division for sure. Yeah, the Pacific Division did not get any easier today. Um, coming as a Canucks fan, I do not like that. Um, how about Aaron? What Give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I can basically echo everything that's already been said. I think it's a really good deal. I would say I was pretty surprised to see him go to Calgary. I think a lot of us were expecting him to go to the Isles. Um, so, tough day to be a fan of that team, I would think. Um, but I was pretty impressed with the contract to be honest I did think that a team was going to overpay him but I think it was a pretty fair contract for both him and the team going forward yeah like I mentioned he could have gotten so much more money I feel like but chose almost maybe go for another cup and goes to a division that we'll get into a little bit more detail later on but will be very competitive in my mind um so obviously, with this deal, Kadri signs for seven mil. They they're a little bit too close to the cap with that being signed, so they did have to offload some money, um, and that ha- was done with Sean Monahan, who was a rumor for a while as well that he would be traded. Uh, so he finally goes, and he gets traded to Montreal uh, for <laughs> with with as like adding sweetener and taking it on that last year of his contract he they get a conditional first round pick which i'm not even gonna get into what that conditional is because i'm because i'm looking at it right now and it's about 300 words long or something like that (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm not explaining that (laughs) uh it basically from what i can roughly see it has to do with the pick they got from florida uh, in the Huberdeau trade back then. Seems like so long ago at this point. Um, but other than that, I mean, they didn't get anything returned. Future considerations, yet again, comes up a lot. So... This, uh, this is this is complicated. It... Not only... Oh my god, this... Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. It's like 500 oh. words long. All the different oh, yeah. conditions, like... What the... I was it. I probably would be able to explain it a little further, but the details of this conditional only got released like an hour or two ago, I believe. Like the whole day, I was kind of waiting for it so I could prepare for this. But <laughs> of course, it now that I'm seeing it, I, there's no way I can even understand that. Maybe during the podcast, I'll have a read. <laughs> no Cole's notes on those today. God, no! It looks there's it's a lot of mentionings of top tens, so obviously it has to do with the lottery it being a lottery pick or not um but either way they're getting a a later year pick which could be interesting depending on how the how calgary does in a couple years whether they will still be competing or not and whether that pick you know possibly becomes like a more valuable asset for montreal yeah yeah like the only other thing i'd want to mention about like this whole situation is 
This is a very short-sighted move by Calgary. This is the only way that they salvage their offseason because they were looking like huge losers like the first three days of the offseason. Oh, um, so getting not Huberto, as bad as the Islanders Not as bad as the Islanders <laughs> now, especially. That's even worse when they lost out on Kadri. But yeah. they might have won in the long term with not being cap-strapped because he's 31 and he's got seven years left on his deal. That'll definitely be a rough one in a few years. Yeah. 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 Like, go ahead. I was just going to say within like the next two, three years, they're going to be a team that might be missing the playoffs again with two contracts that they cannot move because these players are going to be in their mid to late or mid 30s. Yeah. For, I mean, I see that too, but like their window is now, they're going for it. The opposite would have been re-signing Goudreau, which is this, they're in kind of the same salary situation anyways. Um, yes, Kachuk, they, they re-signed him. He's a bit younger, yes. Markstrom. Um, they don't really have a lot of prospects coming up. Um, basically, yeah, the, those long-term contracts aren't great, but they're going to try and win in the next three years, I would say. So might as well do what they did. Yeah, it kind of goes back to our contract talks we've had the last few weeks about all these players we're seeing being signed such long terms in their 30s or so. But you kind of just have to gamble nowadays because you're not going to get a guy like Cody mm-hmm. for anything less than seven years. So they just have to take the chance yeah. and hope it works out. Yeah, there he's hitting like player like Cody is hitting the market. And either you go for the chance and you don't, and they went for it. And, you know, like I said, the GM wants to, wants to go for it. I mean, I don't know if many of their forwards are going to be getting better, but their defense, they have, I think, Anderson on D, who, who might uh, continue his development. Other than that, they'll still be a solid team. Which crazy for me to think is this Calgary team, in essentially two years – um, Giordano is going um, Goudreau, Kachuk, now Monaghan. The face of this team is, is totally changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Identity. Completely different. You know, they had um, Dougie Hamilton has gone too. Like, all, all their, their face is completely changed. So it's that happened quite uh, quite quickly. Normally, I wouldn't say you're bringing in all these high-profile players. Normally, you wouldn't. Uh, I would question chemistry or like you know that's not really how you build a team. Things like that. Um, I guess I would still question it, but for some reason, I feel a bit more confident with the way they've gone about acquiring them. Yeah, I mean, that's a team that's kind of struggled the last few years to make an impact in the postseason and for a long time they kind of almost needed a kind of a full kind of retool or a facelift for the organization um they sure did that this offseason that's for sure completely different Mm -hmm. off you know offense i would say um they still get that similar tenacity i would say from kadri similar to kachuk so again canuck Mm -hmm. as a canuck fan not happy i have to deal with him for seven years now (laughs) Um, and same with good uh, Huberto. We have nine years of him, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely for us. 
They'd love that one. Yeah, there's a fun question. Who is more painful, Kachuk or Kadri, to be oh. a Canucks fan facing? That's well, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Max's dad, our loyal listener. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like he said as well, my dad mentioned, uh, nothing is probably more annoying than seeing Kachuk chewing his mouth guard. <laughs> I, can, I cannot stand watching the TV when that pops up. So I'm has just got some shitty thing grin on his face, oh, just staring yeah. someone down. Exactly. So they're both painful to play against, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, Calgary is going to love having them for their team. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for us. <laughs> I, th- I just think it's crazy with the last like couple of weeks, like all the rumors, rumors are rumors, set in stone, obviously, but there's so many teams mentioned. Calgary was one of them, but, you know, I think we all thought that he was going to the Islanders just based on every single article and like, you know, tweet, yeah. whatever we see on social media. And then all of a sudden, big news comes in, he signs with Calgary. So I think that's kind of, I mean, yeah. that's what he's watch him in the Pacific as well. Canucks play Calgary a bunch of times throughout the year. So, as a Canucks fan, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to see, but it'll be exciting like games to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, yeah. The, all the rumors were it was New York Islanders, and then if not that, it was re-signing with Colorado, and then a little bit of talk of Winnipeg and Calgary. So, yeah, you can't until it's done. You can't, uh, nothing's uh, final. Yeah, I'm I'm curious now if the Islanders did have that same contract with Kadri, but he just decided to, he couldn't wait any longer because that has been a rumor for at least the last two weeks. It's like, oh, any minute now that Kadri <laughs> will be signed, like official, but I feel like I, probably he just decided he was too impatient to wait for them to do, <laughs> do something. I would, personally, I would guess it could even have been more. And I think he was waiting for a better team to make an offer. He could feel like he could accept. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All those rumors, uh, what I get from all those Islanders rumors was like, okay, they've like the, what's, what's the delay. If he wanted to stand there, he would. Yeah. It's not like enough to cap for it. They yeah, could have, like, then, they could have easily signed them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? They they could have gone much more than that. So, yeah. Or or maybe Lou started playing some games, and he's like, "I'm just gonna go take this other offer." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they still um, have two yeah. big defenders to sign with Dobson and Romanov. So. I mean, you would assume these deals might be pretty soon being done since Kadri's off the market, or they may try to get the okay. big fish, whoever that is. Yeah, who is that? We we just saw Kadri in the playoffs. Dude had a pretty nice beard going on. Maybe he looked at uh, Islanders and was like, "Hell no, I ain't shaving every day." Like, and I totally yeah. relate to that, Matt. If that was his reason, I am a hundred percent okay with that because I feel that. <laughs> could yeah, be you'll never know good point <laughs> yeah right I mean with yeah. with that being with that being said there was also 
a trade that happened with Calgary and Montreal, right, Max? Yeah, I mean, I already kind of briefly covered it. Uh, I don't think, unless you guys have many other points about it, but obviously, I, ca- main point being, Calgary gets nothing in return, and they sent out a l- first round pick a couple years from now, really. I kind of see it as Montreal just going with the rebuild for a whole nother year, just getting more picks, using their cap space properly, um, giving their young guys a shot. Um, they're definitely their window isn't even close to being open quite yet. I mean, it sounds like price might be out this entire year again. Mm-hmm. So who knows who knows how different Montreal will look by the end of the season. They'll probably offload some more people for picks and uh, yeah, that train rolling. I mean, they're definitely still in that rebuilding phase. They're acquiring a lot of assets. Um I can see here they already have two first-rounders this upcoming draft, you know, three fourth-rounders, so, I mean, and then they got some pretty big contracts that they'd like to probably part ways with, with Josh Anderson, it's been a rumor for a while, um, so, I mean, they'll, they're still, like Kyle said, a couple of years away. Yep. And you and you kind of alluded to, like, big, like, like, like the next big fish that the Islanders might go after. Next year, the free agent pool includes Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, yeah. John Klingberg, Matt, Max Pacioretty, David Pasternak. Like, that'll be a big one. It'll be a. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure 80% of those guys will re-sign with the team that they're at right now. But Tarasenko's not re-signing. <laughs> I don't Kane. see Patrick re-signing. Yeah, Kane's not re-signing. Kane is not yeah. re-signing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think we'll. We've covered a pretty good topic today with that, so I think we'll move over. So another big news um, that was a couple days ago is Robin Lehner of Vegas. Um, I believe he was having hip surgery. I could be wrong, but um, it's already... Okay, thank you. <laughs> Seems like he's going to be out for... It already reported that it was going to be at least the whole season. Um, guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries, unfortunately, so that leaves a big hole in net for Vegas um, with also Lauren Brassois having surgery in the off season. So he might not be ready for training camp. Um, so you're looking at a team that wants to be competitive and especially after last year wants to redeem themselves a little bit, but it's going to be tough with no, you know, NHL goaltender really. Do they try to trade for a goalie or something like, doesn't yeah. that sounds awful for them yeah it's probably not what they exactly want right now because one there's not the most amount of goalies on the market i would say at least right now um and two they they're they've dealt a lot of assets so they don't have a lot of futures to get rid of and probably looking at in um uh in the goalie position right now who are you looking at for them uh well Immediately, you look at the guy who played in the playoffs for him with Logan Thompson. Uh, I think he only has about... Playoffs? What are you talking about? Oh, no, sorry. To make playoffs, yep, no. What what a troll, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) No, to make playoffs, they had him play down the stretch. Uh, Played pretty decent for him, but in total only has 20 games of NHL experience. 
So. Okay. Way too green to rely on for a full season, for it, sure. Yeah. Especially exactly. not knowing when Brissois is going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, other than that, I'm, I can see Michael so Hutchinson. Just... <laughs> yeah. Unless um, I just don't care about making the playoffs, which I doubt is the case. No, that's not their management style, that's for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> not bad. Their hope and a prayer is just a young guy can get on a run and they can discover someone in the pipes. However, I think they've traded away a lot of their prospects uh, in the pipes. So they're, they are in tough. They, they're in a win now mode and they have no, they don't even have a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, you know. they really are in tough. Mm-hmm. So there's, only a few goalies that really pop in my head. I immediately, when this report came out, I saw a few reports. <laughs> that was quite the sentence. Um, saying that, like, obviously, right now San Jose has three NHL goaltenders with James oh, yeah. Reimer, uh, Aiden Hill, and Capo Kakinen. So, I mean, mm. division rivals right down the road. So, I mean, I don't, that'd be an interesting trade to go through, I, but that would probably call the them rivals. Yeah, exactly. Well, San Jose is well, not really in a place to to rival anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have some heated battles still. Um, yeah, they, they're they're a good rivalry. Oh yeah, that a was years ago when yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, now Kyle, they can be rivals for overpaid teams that suck. <laughs> 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 It's quite Hopefully the battle. I guess San Jose fans listening to us right now. Yeah. They'd probably yeah. agree with us. <laughs> wow. I'm, if I'm Vegas, I'd probably look at it and be like, okay, whoever's the goalies we have in the system, like, now is your chance. See what if anyone can play well in training camp. And then also take a look on the way. As soon as training camp hits, guys are always on. Um, getting waived uh, and you can typically you can probably pick up a decent NHL goalie you know someone like a like a um, who you know the guy that was on Pittsburgh for a little bit the Smith or, or sorry no no um <laughs> like Domingue yeah a guy, a, a guy oh, kind of yeah. like that to kind of fill the hole a little bit yeah yeah Kind of like a stopgap solution. There's, there's always one decent goalie that's thrown on waivers. Yeah. And nobody ever claims them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that, like, that would be the best option, like. No, but, but. Same time, what, what other options do you have? Trading a bu- away a bunch of assets for, like, Semyon Varlama or. Um, yeah. Casey DeSmith or something like that. But those teams don't necessarily want to get rid of those goaltenders either, so. Exactly. So, and I mean, they're probably hoping Leonard's going to come back next season healthy. He has, after this year, two more years if he were to return Oof. when he's supposed to. So, I mean, you don't really want to commit to another big goalie in a trade right now if he's going to come back and already be in that spot. But on the other side, that's another big surgery for a guy who's already a little bit older. So, that's a big you know. surgery for a big boy. He's <laughs> not yeah. a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, Leonard hasn't been his 
best form in probably a couple years now. I see him as one of our future Coyotes, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. I Unfortunately, I don't think Leonard will be returning. My prediction would be I don't, I don't see him returning to form. I think that's a tough cards and a guy didn't work out. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe call there. Yeah, you you look at his past few seasons and he's had a numerous amount of injuries. Um, yeah. Even even if you look at just this past season, he played 44 games, but that was one of his healthier seasons in recent time. The season before that, yeah. he only played 19. That was when Flurry was still there, though. So, but yeah, it's big surgery for long t- recovery time as well. So. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, how he can recover from there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I'll probably pass it over to Corey here, because I think he wanted to kind of head the topic here about we're going to talk about Pacific Division. In- yeah. Thanks, Max. Um, so, like we've been talking about, a lot's going on. We have Cal- huge changes in Calgary. Um, we have the top of the Pacific in the playoffs last year, Edmonton, uh, bolstering their goaltending, making a few, um, few changes. Uh, Canucks making some changes, Vegas making some D changes. I don't know. Getting worse. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> Anaheim's picking up Klingberg, um, you know, Getzlas retiring, uh, and then we have um, remind me uh, sorry I lost track of the teams you're covering there but <laughs> LA, they, they picked up uh, one uh, or two new additions yeah Fiala is the big one Fiala right there's a big one and they they looked I thought they looked good last year um, so I could see them as a, now a rebuilding team getting better uh, Anaheim as well has got some good pieces. Uh, um, so where do we see? Where do the Canucks fit into here? Like we, everyone, I think everyone has agreed Canucks got better with their additions, but it seems like every other team did, and only you know three to five of these teams are making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but right. What do we? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll ask Mike. Let's go to Mikey first. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so, funny enough, myself and Max were out a couple weeks ago, and we kind of made um, predictions on standings from like mm-hmm. like like division to division. And in the uh, Pacific, I had Vegas first, Edmonton uh-huh. second, the Canucks at third, LA fourth, and Calgary fifth. I'm just gonna do the top five teams there because. They seem to do the most changes and everything, but I'm kind of reconsidering my list now. Yeah, knowing I, that you know, that you said that, knowing I'm that Leonard's out. <laughs> yeah, right. No, knowing, I... no, knowing that Vegas doesn't have a goalie, and Calgary just made another big signing. So, I think the Canucks top four for sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move Calgary up. A, I'm gonna move Calgary up a little bit. I don't think they're gonna do as bad as I thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I had uh, in this initial 
predictions. I think this was before the Huberto blockbuster, if I'm correct. Uh, I had them fifth um, <laughs> and Vegas third. Um, I'm basically going to completely swap them. So I'm going Oilers, Canucks, Flames, Kings, Vegas, Ducks, Sharks. I, I believe yeah. in my Canucks. I was going to say, so you think yeah. even with all these additions to Calgary, the Canucks will still be able to finish top yeah. two in the division? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I was a little more is that is that just being honest. is that just being biased or is that just being no, biased? Or do you actually no, I mean bias, but also they made? bias and maybe like just a lot of hope. I, I like that <laughs> yeah, we upgraded our you know forward depth a little bit more defense. I'm still very shaky on, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping with a full season of Boudreaux, it'll make a big difference. And you know they looked like a changed team in the second half, and. I'm hoping they can carry that on into the season. So, not to mention that I, th- I think they're still looking for a right-handed, like right-handed yes. shot defenseman. They're still looking for another guy that can help their D out because right now they're rocking with Quinn Hughes. <laughs> yeah, the same same decor as last year. There hasn't been any changes really for that. Um, I know they want to give Rathbone a big chance this year. They have to. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be hard to change their decor, though, because the trade market right now is pretty tough. To get rid of Myers, you'd have to pay a lot. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't want to go too much into just the Canucks here, but we can pass it over to Kyle if he wants to give his thoughts on the Pacific. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, Sorry, I... Uh, got taken a bit off guard but I, I still think the Oilers will be the team to beat in that division I think when it comes down to it it'll be Oilers Kings and then I, and then after that it's just gonna be so random like it all depends on like how people play who gets injured just like the little things between the Knights the Canucks and the Flames being yeah being taking that third spot and how's the wild card even going to look will 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 the position you think LA is going to come top two I think so yeah yeah I I thought they were an awesome team last year Um, I think their center depth is unreal Um, Kempe or sorry uh, Viala Viala adds a little bit Um, could could be an interesting season for them just depending on, on how healthy their defense can be last year they didn't have a great year from them so yeah i don't don't really have too too much else to say when it comes to that um i'd love to see seattle in the mix too i think their wing depth has gotten unreal but 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 their center depth is going to be very green maybe not next year but the year after i think they could make a push they just gotta start getting some better defensemen than they got. Yeah. Yeah. What's Aaron think? Yeah, honestly, my opinion's pretty close to Kyle's. I think Edmonton is also going to be the team to beat, especially they finally added some more reliable goaltending here, so they've kind of set themselves on a pretty good standard here going into the season. Uh, I do think LA could be a solid second. Again, just the addition of Fiala does make them that extra little bit stronger. But after that... If I had to choose 
right now I'd probably say Calgary 3, Vancouver 4. But with a couple more moves, I think Vancouver could definitely improve themselves a little bit more still. Just the defense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So we talked about there being that roughly five of those teams really hunting for the playoffs to be what we think about the wild card scenario because the central is not easy as well you got colorado obviously minnesota st louis dallas made some additions nashville as well winnipeg's trying to stay competitive and then we don't talk about the other two but uh (laughs) so where do we see the wild cards guys like do we see because i believe almost last year it was yeah last year was all five well both wild cards going to the central. Do we see the Pacific taking back one of those? Maybe I would say so. Yeah, I would. I would predict yes. Yeah, yeah I think. Oh, go for it, Corey. Sorry. Well, I don't. I I would think some of these younger, improving teams like LA. I would agree. Like they're hungry for a spot. Um, you know, I don't like. St. Louis and Nashville, I was surprised at the success they had last year. Um, I could, I would see them as maybe falling off a little bit. But again, it's hard to... All those teams are going to be so close, like Kyle said. It's going to come down to a few injuries and honestly just how well... Keep in mind, like, as much as L.A gained Fiala, Minnesota lost Fiala. I could see them taking a little step back. Yeah. I could see the Pacific taking two wildcard spots next year because other than Colorado St. Louis, I, like, I, I'm not a big fan of... I mean, I, I don't think Winnipeg will even sniff the playoffs all year. I, I think Dallas is just going to regress even more as their players get older. Mm. Minnesota such a toss-up can somebody move into the fiala's spot and score 30 40 goals and then nashville i just don't like matt duchene so i don't think we're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to say there's always there's always a team that is on no one's radar that does really well like a seattle and there's always teams that don't don't do as well that we thought yeah it's, I mean, it's going to be a toss-up. Like I believe Kyle mentioned, injuries will play a very key part. Um, that always impacts teams um, every year. Hopefully not um, COVID. That, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID, hopefully that can stay away for at least the, the season for once. Um, I agree. I do. I, th- I, I can see actually both wild cards going back to the Pacific. He'll be... A very deep Pacific roster with I, I like the Seattle pick as well. Uh, wing depth is insane. Center core maybe a bit too young, but I I can think they can rebound. You know and improve a lot. <clears throat> well, not... Yeah, like I think the only thing I think the only thing that yeah, no, it's it's all good. I think the only thing that'll benefit like the central division teams that are in the middle, like Dallas, Minnesota, is gonna be the fact that Arizona and Chicago suck so much. So it's just, <laughs> just gonna be free points all the time. 
true. Whereas in the Pacific, I'd say it's a lot more even, like, throughout the teams. Even Anaheim, I can see winning on any given night if, if they're playing amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We got really only, Langford. I would say, San Jose rebuilding in that. I mean, Anaheim rebuilding, but, like, they're starting, trying to be a little more competitive. So you got... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got seven teams competing, really, who can win on any given night. So, Canucks make the playoffs, yes or no? Mikey? Yeah, I think I think this is their year. Like, I don't want to be a total biased fan or anything, but again, like Max said, with a full season of Bruce, a couple additions that we made from free agency – we can manage to trade for a defenseman who can help Quinn Hughes out with Demko and with Demko and Net all season. I think they have a really good shot, not just at a wild card spot, but like an actual like proper spot in the playoffs. Max, yes or no? Oh, that's a big yes. Aaron, I can see it being close, but I do think yes, they'll pull it off this year. That you leaves Kyle. You don't want my opinion, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no, Kyle? Yes or no? Um, I think they I think they will be competitive for a wild card spot, and I think they'll get into wild card just based off the fact that it's Bo Horvat and JT Miller's contract years, and they're going to pop off because why wouldn't they when teams are handing out nine by <laughs> or eight by nines all over the place? Nice. So we got five yeses. Still waiting for Miller every time. Fine, a maybe. I'll be a maybe just to break your. I, like, yeah, I didn't say. I said yes or no. There is no maybe. <laughs> There's no maybe. Okay, then it's a yes. There we go. There's no maybe if you make <laughs> so, the playoffs. I never thought I would hear that out of Kyle. You know, times <laughs> me and him have went back and forth about each other's teams. I've never thought I would hear that out of Kyle. It's so funny because because. <laughs> Because when we were working together, like you'd talk about the Canucks so much, I'd be like, I kind of like this squad. Like, like there's some good players on here. They sound fun. I was kind of getting into it, and then uh, I smartened up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then you started bandwagoning for the abs. Band? Oh, don't even. <laughs> don't even. I had to. I had to put up with you guys as abuse when Blake Como passed a, <laughs> passed behind him on a breakaway. I don't need this bandwagon <laughs> garbage. That, that moment's oh, never going to be forgotten. That's the worst play in NHL history. <laughs> oh, yeah. it has to be. On, like, one of the worst seasons of NHL history. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's the most unselfish play, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Which... <laughs> right? Just He's shoot the goal. puck a little yeah. bit. <laughs> wants assist. Neither was forward. the Canucks defenseman standing behind him. Ugh. <laughs> So, Petey's never been a point-per-game player. Do you think he is a point-per-game player this year? Hey. Where did that come from? Where did what come from? <laughs> what the? Come on, we were, at a, we were at a Canucks high. You're not allowed to just come in with that. You're supposed to answer yes. Why are you even hesitating? I don't, I didn't. Can you say the question again? PD has never been a point per game player. Is okay. he going to be a point per game player this year? Full off season, no surgeries. Yes, he looked great at the end of the year, and will be. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure he missed like camp, like a bit of camp or, or like kind of like camp last season and stuff too because he wasn't signed, right? Yes. I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, with everything in full swing, like, and if Miller resigns, that lotto line has to like get going. Otherwise, you know, that's like their top offense. If they can, if they can all produce, that'll be a good season for them. Is he wanting to resign? I mean, at uh, this point, at this point, I think he, I, I think he should. There's no other offers, nothing. I don't think. I I believe so. I've seen little things saying that he wants to, but he also knows what he's worth and he wants to get paid. So. Sorry for Miller. For Miller. Yeah. Yeah, Miller. Is it, you're talking about Miller. Oh, I. Yeah, we jumped from Pedersen to Miller real quick. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes. I can talk. I think that's a, that's a a whole other topic with Miller, but uh, I would be surprised if he resigned. Yeah, I just don't want him to walk because that would be not. You know what? Real. I think I think that's the most likely scenario. Canucks are kind of in a hard a hard position. Say we do really well. Do you trade him, or do you keep him? Oh man, that right. Such a tough scenario because, say you're having a winning season and you're at the deadline. Like, exactly. I, I, but but are you not going to be? So here's, here's the situation: they didn't resign this summer. They're not going to talk contracts until next. So it's yeah. uh. You know, if if they were to with the Pacific, if everyone having a career year, they're a dangerous team. They've just had no one's had a career year at the same time. So, but again, that's uh, it's probably going to be a topic all year. Yo, I mean, really. for me as well, like like what's your goal going into next season for the Canucks? To make the playoffs. It's- yeah, make the playoffs and go as far as they can. That's going to be it for the next, from here until for the next five years. Is their main goal just to make sure that they're building a like the strongest team possible for the future, just for like next season? Like, for me, the ultimate goal is winning the Stanley Cup, and the Canucks are not going to win the Stanley Cup. So, trading JT Miller if if he's not going to re-sign by the deadline is a must in my mind. Especially if with the halls. What if they're top of the league? Though? If they're top of the league, different story, but they're not going to be. They so. could be top of they could be they could be top of the Pacific. It's not that unlikely. Starts with top of the league, now it's top of the Pacific. Oh, they might be the top Canadian <laughs> team in the Pacific. <laughs> It's it's not unlikely. You have to consider everything. They might be the top team in the Pacific Northwest. Should they still trade him? <laughs> no, that was sarcastic. That was sarcastic, guys. Pacific Northwest. You were Seattle. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, trade him because Giroux got a haul last season. So that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I could only, um, I mean, I, w- I would have only imagined to see what that Miller trade would have been, you know, a couple months back when he was probably at his highest. But right now, uh, 
I don't know what it would be like. It better be a right defender, though. That's all I'm saying. Also, a deep run could be more beneficial to their current core than a first-rounder that's not going to play on the team in five years. True. Are you saying that the Canucks window is the next three years? I'd say three to five, but... I'd say three to five. I'm saying going on a deep run, potentially third round with Miller, could be more beneficial for this team than a 20th overall first round pick. You could argue that. <laughs> right? Like that, that, that is an argument. So, yeah. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about the Canucks for hours, so maybe we should just pause that discussion for a little bit here. Um, any final comments from the group before we end it today? That was a pretty good discussion. I'm glad to, yeah. glad to have everybody back, finally. Yeah, feels good. Yeah, so I'm we're going to start with some... Ready. Sorry, Corey, you go ahead. Uh, just, yeah, it gets me ready for more debates with Kyle. I'm already like... <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Well, unfortunately, a little bit of bad news to end it off here. We will not be back next week. We're going to be a little bit of a hiatus here, but just over a week from now, we will hopefully be back with another big group for our next episode. The good news is we're getting a little bit closer to the start of the season here, so we will be starting to talk about some more fantasy discussions, which I know is a favorite topic for a lot of people here, so that'll be pretty interesting to get into. Um, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to follow our Instagram, at Chellstars, go give that a follow to know exactly when our episode's going to drop. And other than that, we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.